Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey gorgeous, it's Denise Duffield-Thomas here for Chill and Prosper and I am so excited to talk about today because we're talking about how to stop overgiving in your business, how to stop uh, undercharging and over-delivering and how to stop burnout from overgiving as well. So I have done this so many times in my business, so please don't think I am lecturing at you because I have to watch this over-giving, over-delivering thing all the time. And you do not need to change everything in your business. You don't have to go the other way and swing the pendulum. There could just be some really small tweaks that you make in your business starting from today that will give you more joy, um, more space, more bandwidth, and actually it will really help your business too. So let me talk about one thing that I um, did that really showcased to me how much of an over-deliverer I was. And I've spoken about this in my books too. So picture this, right? It was my first ever like um, free workshop. And I was a a goal-setting workshop and I completely overgave in the workshop. I gave them every manifesting tool I've ever learned in my whole life. I gave them all the different scenarios. I tried to think of every question they could possibly have and jam it into their brains. And it was supposed to be like an hour and a half workshop. It was like a three-hour workshop, right? And so not only did I overgive there, I then said to people, hey, by the way, if you liked this free workshop, I'm doing a full day workshop um, uh, coming up and it's $97, right? So it's going to be my first full day in-person workshop for $97, which is pretty freaking cheap for a full day. Um, And I think it even included food as well, right? And um, then I was like, and if you buy today, I'll give you these earrings. And there were like these earrings that had love written on them and they were really cute and then I was like and if you buy today you'll get two free one-on-one coaching sessions with me and it was crazy so actually a lot of people came up and just like threw money at me right I was like oh my god this is amazing look at all these people giving me money Um, and I was really really chuffed um, until I realized that I'd completely over egged the pudding I'd completely, like too much is sometimes not good. So first of all, I had to deliver all those one-on-one sessions, right, which is my time. Um, And normally I would have charged, you know, a couple of hundred dollars per session. I was just trying to overgive and trying to be generous. And then, of course, I was running an in-person workshop that had real hard costs involved. So I had the workshop itself. I was like, oh, cool, you know, my... And it was a pretty cheap um, workshop space. Um, so, And I think that's why I, I overgave because I was like, oh, it's only just my time and, you know, like this workshop space. But it wasn't. There was actually a ton of costs that I didn't really take into consideration. Things like the preparation time that it takes, the parking. I wanted to go get my hair done so I could feel confident. I had to get I was wearing open toe shoes and I was like, oh God, I need a pedicure. Um, 
And all that stuff really adds up. You know, then I was like, oh, God, I need markers. Oh, do I need like um, name tags for everyone? Oh, I better bring like extra scissors because we were doing like a, um, uh, sorry, a, a dream board. <laughs> I forgot the word. A dream board workshop. So I had to go and buy heaps of magazines and glue and all of these things. And then I was like, oh, I need water for people. Oh, well, you know, I need like um, after lunch mints. Like I was just adding things um, into it. And so I actually didn't make really any money out of that workshop. And it was a really big lesson for me that I didn't learn, <laughs> that I didn't learn. And I did at least another couple of dozen of times. Um, so here's the thing when it comes to um, overgiving, one of the big lessons is to really get clear on what something is going to cost you, including your time, including your expertise, and then work out what's an appropriate kind of bonus. The other lesson that I learned is that you don't have to bribe people to work with you, that it's enough what you're offering. It's enough for your energy and presence. It's enough um, for the transformation you're offering. You absolutely don't need to bribe them. So I did the same thing. I was running an event in London and I started to think of all these cool things I could do to like decorate the room. So I was like, oh, wow, they're all going to sit at round tables. Let's get some like crystals and fake money coins, you know, those chocolate coins. And then I was like, oh, maybe we could do like money trees and maybe we could do um, like I'll get affirmation cards and oh, I'll get some fake money notepads. And then I was like, oh, what about branded stuff? So I was like, this was back when my brand was Lucky Bitch. So I was like, oh, they have to get a branded Lucky Bitch notebook. They have to get a branded pen. Oh, they definitely need a branded calculator. And it just kept on going and going and going. And you think I would have learned that lesson, but I didn't. I still haven't. Um, I run retreats at my rose farm. And so last year I ran a retreat and I was like, oh, my God, they need notebooks. They need um, uh, like tea cups. They need branded aprons with my lawn rose farm that's the name of my farm they need all this stuff and so I was over 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 giving again and again so um, I can say learn from my lesson but it's really difficult it is really difficult to see where is too much and where is the the sweet spot okay and so one thing that's really helped me is to think of the environmental impact sometimes of the overgiving of stuff. That's really helped me to um, tone it down a little bit. But also Mark is really good at just saying, hey, they're there to see you. They're there to get a transformation. They're not there to get a branded teacup. That's nice, but that's not what they're there for. So you have to get really clear sometimes on what is it that you're really offering people? Like, are you offering them a transformation? Um, do they really need a branded calculator to get that transformation? Or is that just you just trying to like pad it all out? <laughs> Are you trying to bribe people? Are you trying to, you know, make it feel like they got their money's worth? Now, um, the other thing that I, I really do these days is I, do, I just sit and write it out and go, hang on, am I, am I doing it too much? And guess what? When I went to Oprah's event in Sydney, her VIP thing, the gift bags were stuffed with lots of crap. And I went, oh, my God, even the people 
promoting Oprah doesn't think that Oprah is enough. Like I was there to see Oprah. I was there. I wanted to get a photo with Oprah. I didn't care about an Oprah mug and a like just all like random stuff, right? So it's totally okay. It's safe for you to be the prize and not to be all the extra, extra, extra stuff. Now, that's physical stuff. I want to talk about where you might be overgiving with your time and your energy and your information and about how that can really derail you sometimes and actually give you the opposite um, impact than you want to give. All right, all will be revealed after this very short little break. Hi, my name is Jessica Osborne and I live on the beautiful Sunshine Coast of Australia. Um, I'm a marketing coach for online services, businesses and coaches. Um, Last year I read Chillpreneur um, because I think it really stood out to me as something that aligned with my own vision and purpose of how a business should be. Um, It should support your life, not rule it. And I was really interested to learn more about money mindset and, and uncover any blocks that I might have. So... The thing that really, I guess, made a difference to me after reading it was just getting over the fact that I needed to put offers out there to make more money and to not be afraid to put out more offers. You know, it doesn't have to be a promotion. It could be via email. And by applying that strategy, you know, I absolutely was able to to earn more when I needed to earn more. So I really thank you, Denise, for the simple, um, really easy to understand and implement tips that you have in this book. It was really fun to read and I loved it. So thank you. Alrighty, welcome back uh, to the second half of this episode about overgiving in your business and how it can be really detrimental and exhausting and it can really suck up all your profit. So of course, in the first half, we were talking about physical stuff, about how you might be overgiving if you're running events or workshops, or you might be sending gifts even to to your clients um, for signing up with you. And it's just, it's really good to look at where, the, where you're doing it too much, where you're trying to... Um, you know, feel like you're bribing people because you might might be bringing up your imposter syndrome. So you might not do any physical stuff at all. So I want to talk about where overgiving might be creeping into other areas of your business and your time and energy. So the first one is time. It actually is time and about how this can so easily creep up. And we think we're doing it from a place of generosity, but it can be really detrimental to our clients. So if you have any um, type of business where you have one-on-one time with your clients, so it could be you're a consultant, it could be that you're a psychic, it could be that you are a coach um, or a teacher in some way, or um, you know, you're, you're giving people your time that you're selling. Now, this can be such a big mistake at the start. And I did this where I was coaching people the coaching sessions were supposed to be for an hour and they would regularly go to two, two and a half hours um, because I felt like I wanted to be thorough. I felt like I wanted to be generous and I wanted to answer every single question that anybody ever, ever had in their entire life and experience. And what I found was that often people didn't rebook because they had so many things that they were trying to achieve. I get had given them so many to-dos. I had given them so much that they were overwhelmed. And that doesn't lend itself to long-term transformation. It's exhausting. It's um, 
it like tells people, it almost gives people that feeling that they have to rely on you for all of the answers. And it doesn't give them that long-term transformation. So I just want to share really quickly something that I started doing, which was so mind-blowingly effective for me. And this might be so obvious to you, but just setting boundaries around time. So I would I started sending out a pre pre um, talk questionnaire to say, hey, what do you want to talk about? Um, because I find that sometimes when you get on with a client, if they haven't thought about it, it just be, it can grow and grow. And it used to be people would go, oh, I've thought of one more thing. And so I started to say, okay, well, what's going on for you and what's really important for us to talk about? And then they would would get on the call and say, great, so you've given me three things that you want to talk about. We've got an hour today. So I would tell them we've got an hour together um, because it's your job to look at the clock, but it's also your job to set the boundary. Because if someone's, say someone's having a psychic reading with you, time is going to fly for them. And they're not, they're not sitting there looking at the clock. So you have to make it a safe container, right? So I'd go, great, we've got an hour together. And then we'd, I'd say, which one do you want to work on first? And they'd go, oh, this is the big priority. Great, let's, let's talk through that. And I'd make sure, you know, that, that, you know, would you have any other questions around that one topic? Because I don't want to just move on to something else. Nope, we're done. Cool. So I'd go, well, great, we're halfway through now. So we could probably only look at one other thing. What, what's the most important? And then, at the, at, and this was a real key at, at 15 minutes too, I'd wrap it up. Hey, look, I just want to, let's wrap this up because I want to make sure that you know what you're doing after this. Because if you are a coach or a consultant in any way, it's about what's the transformation that they have to go and achieve. You can't do everything for them. So you want to be really clear. Okay, so what's really important like um, for you to go and do? What's your homework? And then at five minutes too, I'd, I'd go, okay, great. So let's just be really clear. You're going to do this by this date. The mistake I used to make was at five minutes too, I'd go, hey, is there anything else you'd want to talk about? And they'd go, yeah, actually, I want to talk about this whole different thing. And it would open up a whole can of worms. So if they did, I'd go, oh, that's great. Let's write that down. And that could be our first priority for next call. Now, this is going to be really useful no matter what um, you know what you teach, what you sell. If you are, uh, even if you have a group, a group coaching program where you do Q and A's, and I've only just recently done this where my Q and A's were supposed to go for an hour, they stretched to an hour and a half, and I've recently put them back to an hour, and I've I've said no, we're gonna we're gonna stick to this. That was my fault that they'd go over, and it doesn't need to be longer than this. Um, but you have to set that thing. We've got sixty minutes together today. Okay, let's let's wrap up. I had a. Um, a coaching session. I'm not going to say the industry because this has happened to me a few times actually, where it was like a three-hour call. It was supposed to be an hour call because they just never wrapped up. Um, and that was me as the client, you know. And so I was like, okay, maybe it's time for us to wrap up. And they're like, oh no, that's fine. And I was like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed with information. Um, so that is a way for you to. Like it's your job to set that container. It's your job to to look at the clock and it's your job to keep them on topic. Um, and it's really kind to do that. You know, my friend Randy Buckley, who teaches about boundaries, she always reiterates it's kind to have boundaries and to set that time because you don't want your people to get overwhelmed and you don't want them to feel um, like they can't do everything. They can't win they can't actually achieve it because it's too much. Okay, so that's um that's around time. But let's talk about information, about information overload. So in the first half, I said about how I did that free goal setting workshop and then did an upsell. 
to my paid workshop, I put so much into that workshop. Oh my God, it was so overwhelming. It was too many things. So some of you are trying to put like 20 years worth of information into a blog post, 20 years of information into a podcast, 50 years of information into a course and lots of different opposing thoughts and feelings about things. Um, And so think about how you can be kinder around information. And I've shared this many times before in my books and even on this podcast about how our refund rates were creeping up in Money Bootcamp because we had too much information in there. It made people feel like they were losers if they didn't do it all. It made people feel very overwhelmed. So it's okay to hold something back and just um, like be really simple you know, you don't have to cover the whole life cycle of a client's journey in one go. They might be beginners. They might be someone who just, they need a tweak for that particular time or where they're at at, at that, that moment. Um, and so, yeah, information can be very, very overwhelming for people. And you want it to be this, you want them to get the transformation. You don't want them to share, like you don't want them to have to do everything all at once. Okay, so that's that's super important. So I want you to look at where you might be over-delivering around information and cut some of it out. Like it's okay to like cut it out <laughs> and make it simpler so they'll actually do it, so they'll actually get the transformation that you want. And then the last thing I want to talk about um, is bonuses. So we talked about the physical bonuses that I did, like have a necklace, like have an earrings, have a tea cozy, have a branded calculator. But there can also be too many bonuses, um, digital bonuses and things as well. And, you know, I've definitely been um, mindful of that as as my course, Money Bootcamp, gets older and older, like just little things start to add up and they, the bonuses can start to get a little bit out of control. So I'm thinking of actually doing a bit of a cull and a bit of an audit um, because not everything is yours to teach and not everything is useful to give as a bonus. And I noticed this maybe like five years ago, there was a big trend of like really overstacking bonuses in things like courses and it'd be like the bonuses are valued at ten thousand dollars but you can get the whole course for thirty seven dollars and it was just like "Mm, you don't have to be everything to everyone you don't have to do everything it's totally okay um in my book uh chillpreneur which has been renamed chill and prosper like the podcast um i talk about doing a matrix you know like write out everything that you want to offer as a bonus and first of all chuck out everything that's you feel like is just going out of scope but also look at like what's what's a quick win for you what would be a quick win for them and you know mapping it all out accordingly and that's a that's a bonus if you've got my book um chillpreneur chill and prosper um but you don't have to give everything you don't have to bribe people to work with you so much. It's okay for it to be simple. It's okay to be, for it to be multiple products or break it up. And even in this podcast, like there was some things I wanted to do and I'm like, oh no, that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> like boundaries in my Facebook group, for example. It's a whole other podcast. Um, so look out for that one. But um, it's safe for you to be the prize. It's safe for you to not over-deliver. It's safe for you to hold things back. It's safe for you to be kind with your boundaries, as Randy Buckley says, and um, it's safe for you not to be everything to everyone. All right, I've got a couple more thoughts. Don't go away. After um, this short break, I've got my final, final thoughts for you. Hey, I'm Leah from Destiny Drive, and I'm in Melbourne, Australia. I joined Money Bootcamp in January this year, and I'm so glad I did. I really do wish I did it earlier. I was on the fence for a really long time. 
but it's just really changed my perspective and the way I sort of structure my business. So I run an e-commerce store and I sell physical manifestation journals, but since doing the program, I now have a digital version of the same journal that I have as like a passive product. So now like I literally make money in my sleep, like I wake up in the morning and I have orders that I didn't need to do anything for and it's just, it blows my mind still. Like Leah from 12 months ago just wouldn't have been okay with that and wouldn't have even known that that was a thing. So I totally recommend getting in the group. The Facebook group attached to it is just out of this world. I've never had so many amazing women in one space that you can just learn off. So yeah, get in the group as quick as you can. Okay, welcome back. And this is my final thought for today is the word cash, 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 cash. Now, of course, we live in a very digital society now where we don't handle cash as much as we used to, but it can still have um, a really interesting lesson for us, right? Because so many of us, our very first interaction with money was with physical cash. And if you're a little kid and you pick up a coin, what, what do you do? You put it in your mouth. And, you know, our parents freak out, of course, because they don't want us to choke, but they say, don't do that. Money is dirty. Money is dirty. And that's our very first interaction with cash. And so I just want you to ponder on what your relationship is with cash. You know, it could be it's safe for me to handle money. You know, and I know it's just one, a, a simple little memory that so many of us have. Well, you don't even know what you're not even aware of it. But you could still have little pockets of yourself that is scared to handle cash, to handle money. Some of my lucky bees, they put um, like a $20 or $100, $50 note, whatever, in their wallet so they can see it and they feel like they always have cash on them. Other people get freaked out about that because they feel like it's not safe to handle money. It's not safe to have it. And that could really uncover some stuff for you around like it's not safe for you to have money. So just play with this affirmation for the next couple of days and it could be it's safe for me to have cash. It's safe for me to handle money. I can be trusted with money. Money is for me. Mm, see what is see what gets uncovered about that. All right, I love hearing your stories. I love seeing your beautiful faces. Um, send me a picture of where you're listening to Chill and Prosper today. If it's in your car, in your office, with your kids, um, you know, with a sleeping baby, with sleeping dogs, let me know, and um, you can just send me a yeah. I'm at Denise DT everywhere, and I would love to hear from you. All right, I will see you next week for another episode of Chill and Prosper. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.